about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, praise God, it's 2021. Aren't we excited about that? Okay, take your Bibles this morning. Go to John chapter 1. Like I mentioned in last week's service, I was uh, messing around with Luann, making up rhymes for 2021 like everybody always does. And 2020, a year of plenty. You know, 2011 is a year of heaven. And uh, basically, I went home that day, and the Lord gave me a rhyme for 2021. So... John chapter 1, did you find it? All right, look at verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Look at it again. But as many as received him, now who's it talking about? Jesus. To them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. God spoke to me and said, in 2021, it's time to become a son. I believe there's going to be more rapid growth in a person who's really seeking God than ever before in this coming year. And here it says, there must be some growing up to be done here. First of all, many have received him. How many have you received him? Now notice, we were taught when we got born again, we received salvation, we were born again. But notice, you not only receive salvation, you receive the Savior. Hallelujah. He's on the inside of you right now. Now, notice what it said. At that time, he gave you power. That word, if you look it up, is not actually power. It is authority. The word exousia, which means he has given you authority. Say, I have authority. authority. Now, what's that authority for? What's it for? Read the verse. What's it for? To become a son. Thank you. Notice, he's given you authority for what purpose? To become a son. The word authority here means he's given you the right, he has given you the privilege, he has given you the ability, the right to choose, and the right to receive sonship in your life. The purpose of authority is to become or to grow up to be a son of God. Now, when I got born again, all I was taught is, hey, hallelujah, praise God, you're going to heaven. And since I was going to heaven, I didn't really see any reason to do anything else but just hang around until I finally went to heaven because I was going to get to heaven. But if we get out of that religious mentality and find out that you were born again for more than just to go to heaven someday when you die, that you were born again as a child of God with the ability to become something called a son of God. Hallelujah. Authority is the right. It's the privilege to become a son of God. Most churches right now in the world basically are no more than daycare centers. How many know there are churches that are only going to give you milk? I hope some of, you, some of you came out of milk churches. You were in that church for 12 years getting milk, 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 and found out you weren't learning anything. Then you came here, and man, oh man, you didn't know what was going on here. You started to get confused, upset, didn't know what to believe, what not to believe, because you were messed up before you got here. Don't blame me. Come on, you were taught a bunch of stuff that just wasn't true. You were just supposed to sit back and relax and let God do everything. And then you came here and found out that you have some responsibility. <laughs> Nobody likes responsibility, do they? (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you were born again, 
you have opportunity to become a son of God. And according to this, you need authority to become a son of God. Now, why isn't every person a son of God? Because they have not used the authority that they've been given from God to choose to grow up in the things of God so that they are living like a son of God. So this morning, everybody in here, if you're born again, you have the ability to grow up to be a son of God. And as we go through here and we talk about a child of God and a son of God, it may locate you in certain areas of your life. And how many know that's all right? If you located yourself as a child in an area, then you've got an opportunity to grow up to be a son in that situation. If nobody locates you, you think you're already a son, and you ain't growing at all in that area. So we're just going to go through and study about being a son. Say a son. All right, go to Galatians chapter 3. I had a vision or a dream. It was years ago. I don't really know what it was. I just know I saw it inside of me in my spirit, and basically it was a, it was a picture of this giant, strong, muscle man, fully decked out, but he was laying on the ground, and he was tied down, sort of like Gulliver's Travels by all these little imps who had him tied down, and he couldn't get up, and basically each one of them was wearing a religious doctrine on their front. God is in control. You can't do nothing. You have no power. You're a sinner. You're this and that. And all at once, there was a time coming, which I believe is now, when the sword of the Word of God is going to start cutting those ties. And as it cuts those ties, that man who's been held down for centuries is going to get up. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
It desires the milk all the time, praise. It never quits desiring the word of God. Why is that? Because it's a natural thing and the natural for you to do that. When you get an experience with God and got born again, basically there should have been a hunger in your heart at that time to seek out the milk of the word of God. There should have been a desire there to do that. If not, I've got to sort of question whether you really either had an experience with God because as a baby you need to desire the milk of God. And what's the milk of God going to do as I read it? It's going to reveal to me my rights as a child of God, my position as a child of God, what I can do as a child of God. Faith will continue to grow in me because faith comes by hearing and by the word of God, not the word of CNN, not the word of anybody else. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So growth, if I'm going to grow up from a child to a son, I'm going to have to spend time through the word of God. That's why you can have people who were born again 30 years ago, run into them at church, and they still talk like a baby, believe like a baby, because it has nothing to do with years. It has to do with knowledge. It has to do with what kind of knowledge you've got and what you understand. Jesus put it this way. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. You will know the truth, and the truth will So praise God, you're here. You've got a decision to make. You're either going to live as a disciple who is a son of God or a dependent who is a child of God. What is a dependent? A dependent is someone who needs the Sunday service. (laughs) They need the Wednesday night service because it just keeps them alive. (laughs) Praise God. I'm going to die without Sunday morning. No, there's time in between when they're growing up in the things of God. Praise God. So you're either going to live on milk or you're going to start eating a little bit of meat. Say meat. Meat. Now, how many know that milk's a lot easier to swallow than meat? That's why when somebody throws a big meat word out to you sometimes, you (laughs) choke on it a little bit. You might have to chew it a little bit longer than you chewed other things to try to get it down there. Why? Because it's come against what you think. See, it's ridiculous if if the grandbaby we have when she's 14, we're still changing her diaper. How many of you know that? Yet there's Christians who are still having their diaper changed, and they've been in the kingdom for 15 years. Why? Because they have not grown in the word of God and the things of God up to become a son of God. Hallelujah. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 4. All right, let's find out what a child is, then we can locate ourselves. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse 14, that you henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So what's a child? A child is someone who is unstable. A child is one who is tossed to and fro. They're up today, you see them. They're down the next day, you see them. Praise God. Hallelujah. They're on fire one day and they're down the next day. They're hot and then they're cold. The question this morning is, is that you? I'm not looking. No, a child is tossed to and fro. Why is that? Because a child is not using their authority, their right to choose the word over the natural, over their feelings, and over their emotions. In other words, they're being led by feelings and emotions. A child is healed one day until the symptom comes. A child is on fire until the goosebump leaves. A child, he'll walk in love, praise God, until somebody offends him. A child is happy and joyful until something goes the wrong way. A child loves their spouse 
as long as their spouse is good to them. A child wakes up feeling bad and tired in the morning, and they live that way all day. Why is that? A child doesn't know that they have a right. They have a privilege. They can choose the way they live. That's what the kingdom of God is so great about the kingdom of God. You can control your life in a certain effect. You can control your feelings and emotions. You can control by standing on the word of God, walking a victory every single day of your life. You don't have to have any more bad days. You wake up having a bad day, and how many know you wake up some mornings and you don't know what happened? You feel like you've been hit by a truck. You feel down. You feel out. Well, you've got to talk your way out of that, praise God. The word of God never said, thou shall wake up down and out on Tuesday. No, praise God. It said, rejoice, for this is the day, praise God. I'm going to praise in the day of the Lord, and I'm going to get up and holler and scream. And What am I doing? I'm going from childhood to sonship. I'm not going to put up with that. I'm not going to live as a child, praise God. As a son, you can choose peace. You choose joy. You choose to live in victory. You choose to be on top. You choose to have good days all the time, praise God. Hallelujah. I remember when I first got saved, I mean, I was so hungry for the Word of God and the presence of God. We were driving to Kentucky on weekends. We were driving to Orlando. We were, there was revival, and man, we were gone. We were getting there. We were spending the weekend there. We were doing it. Praise God, we were excited. And I'd go to those things, and the power of God was there, and the Word was so good, and I was eating it up, and there was a good preacher, and everyone was there, and I was so excited. And I got back, praise God, on Sunday night, and I was ready for every devil. It was, just show me a devil. And you know what happened then? I woke up Monday morning. And all at once, my bump left. Come on, the excitement was gone. I thought, what the heck happened? So what did I do? I couldn't wait till next weekend where I can get me in a good revival. And I can wait back up and I can get going again and I can do this. And I'd go and woo, my own fire, praise God. I'm preaching gospel all over the world. I'd come on back on Monday and then I had two little boys. Then I had a spouse. Come on, you know what I mean. Oh, once I had to get back in the real world, didn't I? Just consider the anointing, listen to the word, get touched by God, roll around, laugh, and all at once everything had changed. I'll tell you what it's like. If you've ever been to the mall, and that little Chinese girl's out there with those little sticks in their chicken, and they're walking around like this, they want you to take a piece of chicken. You know why they want you to do that? So you come in and eat the whole, whole meal. Well, that's what revival is. It's a piece of God that you get in there and eat, and it's supposed to entice you to want more of God, all of God, everything God's got for you, every gift that he's got, everything he's got. It's not just to wait till the next revival and wait for something to happen. So for a while, it threw me off because I was so on fire at one time, and then I was so low, and then I was up, and then I was down, and then I was up, and then I was down. And I thought, what the heck's going on here? But I found out I had to grow. Say, I have to grow. So each and every one of us has to grow up a little bit, don't we? I mean, the Bible does not tell you to love your neighbor when they're only good to you. It doesn't tell you to forgive when you feel like forgiving. No, a son obeys the word of God and acts on the word of God, and that's how we grow up. Praise You have authority. You have the right and the privilege to choose to praise the Lord at all times. You have the right to rejoice in the Lord always. You have a divine right to forgive and forget. You have the right to love each person unconditionally. You have the right to grow up to become a son. Notice, none of this stuff's up to God. Well, it's up to God. If he wants me to have joy today, I'll have it. If he doesn't want me to have joy today, if he wants me to have joy, I'll have everything go good for me today. And then I can have a bunch of joy if he does that for me. And then he, Well, he just wanted me sad today because all hell's breaking loose. No, 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 no. You're a king and a priest in this realm. You are the one with authority in this realm. And you better decide which way that you want to live, praise God. And I'll tell you what, a, a child can stand milk. They love milk. You sit up here as a preacher and you say, I'll tell you what, God loves you. Oh, my God, God 
and then you say, now you have to love your neighbor as he does. <laughs> then you say, don't worry, God has forgiven you, wiped your sins away. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> then you say, now you forgive everybody else who hurt you. <laughs> I ain't going to that church anymore. They got some bad news up there. And you preach, God wants to prosper. He wants you to be a millionaire. That's right. I want to be a millionaire too. So tithe. <laughs> Come on. See, everybody wants the milk. That's good. You just put that down. God loves me. God cares for me. God's the greatest. He wants me to prosper and be in health. Hallelujah. As your soul prospers. Oh, no. You mean I got to do something? You mean I got to make my soul prosper? This gospel ain't nearly as much fun as I thought it was going to be. You know, God's in control of everything, so it's totally up to him. I don't know his will, but let his will be done in my life. Well, how are you going to enforce his will in your life if you don't even know what his will is for your life? Praise God. So God has given you authority. You've got authority to choose your day, hour by hour. You can believe. You can become a son of God, and it's simply a choice. It's already there. You have the authority to do it. How many want to heal the sick? How many of you want to cast out devils? Well, let me just say the main purpose of your authority God has given you is not to heal the sick. It's not to cast out devils. It's not to speak to mountains. It's to become a son of God. Then out of your son of God identity, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out devils, and you're going to walk in the miracles of God. But the authority he gave you, first of all, is to grow up and become a son of God. Then out of my position as a king, out of my authority of ruling and reigning over everything, out of the power of the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of me through the anointing, what am I going to do? I'm going to start breaking the devil off everybody that I run into as a son of God, not as a child. See, a child doesn't even think about those things. They're too busy. What about me? What about me? Sister, somebody gave me $40. What about me? They can't even rejoice with you. Somebody paid my bill. Well, nobody's paying my bill. Well, can't you just be happy for a second that their bill's paid, then go into crying and weeping? See, it's all right about me. All right, go to 1 John chapter 3. First John, little John, chapter 3. Look at verse 8. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might do what? All right, so who's going to enforce that destruction that Jesus brought are people who become sons of God, not child of God. So when the Son of God, who you are, and the Son of God potential is already on the inside of you, is manifested out of you, you will go around breaking the devil off everybody's life, including your own life. Now, you cannot believe anti-word thoughts and become a son. In other words, you need to believe the Word of God. You can't believe God's in total, total control of my life. You can't believe that God has all the power, but you have the power. You can't say, well, I heard God this morning, and He told me to stop tithing because we need the money. How many know that's not God? How many know it sounds good? But it's not God, praise God. Here's, here's one. God told me to take a break from church. And I'll tell you, even during the pandemic... I hate to go back there, but during the pandemic, everybody's saying, well, God closed down churches and he's getting out there because we don't need a church. We are the church. I'm telling you, told you that people who got offended in church and don't go no more. 
And they think they're growing, but they're not because you can't grow outside of a five-fold ministry and you can't grow without brothers and sisters that you're around now and then to grow up in the things of the Lord. So you be the church, but you ain't going to be the kind of church you should be the church, praise God. All that was was an excuse for not going to church for people who weren't gone. Hallelujah. People who weren't going to church weren't jumping on that bandwagon. Why? Because they know the importance of being around brothers and sisters. They know the importance of sitting under the word of God, praise God. How about this one? Well, God told me to have an affair because it's going to help my marriage. This is stuff I've heard. I ain't making this stuff up. I, I know it was God. I had a goose bump. No, you had a thick head. That's all you had, praise God. Hallelujah. And what is that? People who don't know the Word of God don't know the will of God, so they're making up stuff to try to grow. But you're going to grow up under the Word of God only on what God said, not what you think or guess God said. You've got to find out for yourself. You've got to go to the book. I started going to the book. I was up one day, down the next, excited, not excited, didn't know if God was with me, not with me all the time. And all at once I started reading the Bible that I had the authority and I had the right to choose to become whatever I wanted to become as long as the Bible said it. So I said, bless God, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Glory to God. I am a king and a priest unto God. Anointed, you found him, praise God, right here. Hallelujah. Somebody can give you healing? I'm it right here, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Righteous? Thank you. That's me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then people want to get mad at you. Hey, it's not my fault. I didn't get me born again and make me righteous, holy, and anointed. That was God. You want to take it up with somebody? Take it up with him. I just, with my authority, believe what he told me I was so I could instantly become that. Praise God. It's not something else God had to do. It was a switch in my mind, basically, to come into a place where I understood who I really was and what I could really do in the things of God. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so I'm just a sinner. I'm just no good. I just, yeah, that's where you're at. Praise God. I ain't got no power. You're right. And it's not that you ain't got any, it's that you're not smart enough to line up with the Word of God in order to grow up to be a son of God, praise God. All right, go to 1 Corinthians 13. If you go back and listen to last Wednesday, you're going to find out that she was teaching basically the same thing in another area of your life. You're going to find out if you go back the week before that, you're going to find that Delhi Stillwell talked about perseverance, another area of your life there. All these are the areas that change you from a child to a son, but you have to make that choice. People wait around and wait for God to grow them up. It doesn't work that way, praise God. You've got choices to make. We've got a lot of hearers of the word, not many doers. All right, 1 Corinthians 13, look at verse 11. When I was a child, thank God when I was, I spake as a child, I understood and reasoned as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man or mature person, I put away what? Childish things. So this is talking about a child. Why am I a child? Because I talk like a child, I think like a child, and I understand as a child. How am I going to grow up? I'm going to put away childish talking, childish thinking, and childish understanding. The Bible tells you to put off the old man by renewing your mind and put on the new man. It tells you not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you know the will of God in your life. So what's going to start changing when you start growing? Number one, your talk is. I mean, I hear people who are tell me they're Christians, and I'll tell you, their cousins is better than some of the sinners I've ran into. I mean, they're still using the same words. They're still throwing that F word around. They're throwing all these things. Are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. Well, then you ain't growing at all, man. I'm t- you're still ba-ba-boo-boo. You're still dad, 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 dad. You haven't come anywhere in your speech yet. Notice there should be a change in the way you talk. You should be talking belief with God. You should be agreeing with God. And that kind of stuff should never, never. 
come out of your mouth, praise God. It doesn't belong in there, glory to God. So he's going to change the way you think. He's going to change your understanding. So I got in the Bible, and I wanted to grow up, and I started reading it, and I read, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I said, oh, I need faith. I want faith. Lord, give me faith. Give me faith. I'm praying. Give me faith. Give me faith. Lord, give me faith. I want faith. Give me faith. Faith. I want to please you. Give me faith. Give me faith. Give me. And finally, I read where it says that he's given me the measure of faith. And I thought, well, that's probably stupid to pray that when he's already given me the measure of faith. So I should probably just believe I have the measure of faith and start acting like I have them. And I thought, well, I'll believe I have faith when I see it work. And God said, no, it'll work when you believe you have it. So, well, that makes sense. Praise God. I guess I got it backwards there. So I said, I'm a faith man. Praise God. And I'm walking and talking by faith. So I started trying to agree with God the best I could, walking around. Then I came across a scripture that says, if you're walking in faith, whatever you say shall come to pass. And all at once I went, oh, I want the Bible. I want the bottle again. Please give me the bottle again. I had to determine that everything. I mean, that'll make you shut up for about three weeks. It just tickles me to death. I'm just dying to go. See, all that stuff had to be removed, didn't it? And now, now the young people are walking around. You make a good shot in basketball. Hey, that was sick. I say, no, that was healed. How do you get words like that? What does that have to do? I'll tell you what it is. It's the devil. He knows the power that's in your mouth and what you say. So you're going to say positive things, aren't you? We're going to speak blessings. We're going to speak what God says. We're going to change the way we talk. We're going to do it, praise God. We're not going to wait. And we've got to get the cart before the horse as a son. In other words, you don't believe when the pain goes, you're healed. You believe you're healed, and then the pain goes, according to the Word of God. So when a symptom comes or a problem comes, it comes to move you back into childhood state. Oh, Lord, I don't know why you don't do this. I know you notice God already did everything that you'll ever need. He's already provided everything that you need. You just got to get in line with him and change the way you think and the way that you talk as a son of God and grow up into the things of God, praise God. So, yeah, I believe I'm healed. Whether I have a symptom or not, I believe I'm healed. Why? God said so. I believe I'm anointed. Whether I got goosebump one, goosebump none, never had a goosebump in the last 25 years, praise God, I'm anointed. Why? God says I have an anointing in my life. What am I doing? I just went from a child to a son. Now I'm a son, praise God. I'm not begging for things I got anymore. I'm operating in things that God says I have. I'm believing God gave me those things, and I'm moved up, praise God, in the things of God. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 8. Uh, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... So notice, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Well, this has got to be one of the most asked questions to me since I got in the ministry. And it comes to me, people say, I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I wish I was led by the Spirit of God. I just can't seem to hear his voice. I want to be led by the Spirit in everything that I do in my life. Now, how do you get led by the Spirit of God? You become one of the as many. Before I ever was led, I said, I'm led by the Spirit of God. Every decision I make. Why? Because I've got a right. I've got a choice. I can choose to be led by the Spirit or choose to try to be led by the Spirit. And it's better if you just choose to be led by the Spirit. So I said, I'm led by the Spirit. 
I'm led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because the Word says that. And the more I said that, and the more I believed that, all once I started hearing God's voice, how about this? I never hear God's voice. How many know it's going to be hard for God to get through that? Yeah. You've got to get the Holy Ghost jackhammer out, drill all the way through to even get to, so you can hear anything on him. Come on now. So as many as are led, I decided, well, praise God, if I can choose, I'm going to be one as he has many. I'm one of the as many, praise God, that I'm son of God, and I hear the word of God, and I follow God, and I'm led in every situation. A child of God's led by the billboard, by a bird flying over at a certain time, praise God. See, they're getting all these outside signs and all this kind of stuff when you've got to be led by the inside here of the Spirit of God, and you have a legal right to be read. So what does a child do? They try their best to pretend like they're led. You ever heard anybody who's overly led? I hear the Spirit of God. Wait a minute. Should I brush my teeth this morning? Let me help you. Are your teeth dirty this morning? Come on, they want to be led in by every little thing that even comes along. Praise God. Hallelujah. Should I go to the store? Do you need to go to the store? Should I buy milk? Do you need milk? on the everyday thing you don't have to wait until you'd be standing here like this if you couldn't hear him all day long waiting to make your next move i start to walk right footed or left footed which one do you want me to do lord here's my favorite should i take that job let me help you do you need a job well i'm praying whether god wants me to take it i haven't had a job in three years i finally got an offer but i want to make sure it's the right job i just my god take the thing would you and if God's got a better one for you, it'll come along, but you better get a job someplace, brother. See? Well, I just want to be clear what God wants me to do. Have you been praying for one? Yes. Well, then take the thing when it comes along. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what are we doing? We're choosing. I choose to be led by the Spirit of God. Does God lead you? Yes, He does. Praise God. Do you hear God's voice? All the time. Glory to God. I hear it. Every time He wants me to do something, I hear His voice loud and clear. Praise God. And I tell you, whenever you hear His voice, it's going to line up with the Word of God. It's never going to line up outside the Word of God. Hallelujah. It has nothing to do with it. God wants to keep me out of church for a while. That's the devil. Simple and plain. That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Oh, wait a minute. Stay there in Romans 8. Are you still there? Go back there. All right, Romans 8. Go up to verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Look at verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature or creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, notice, it does not say we're, they're waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And after that happens, then we will see the manifestations of the sons of God out of the manifestation of the sons of God. Did you get that? Good. Praise God. Just want to make sure. All right. Now go to Philippians chapter 2. Everybody wants to be a miracle worker. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Then just grow up and it'll happen. It'll be like an ordinary thing to you. Praise God. All right, Philippians chapter 2, are you there? Look at verse 12. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, 
chapter 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works where? In you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights, holding forth the word of the Lord. All right. Verse 13. For it is God who is at work where? He's in you. What's he doing in you? He's in you to reveal his will and then to get you to do his will. So that's why God's in there. First of all, he's showing you his will. Then he's showing you the ability to do his will. So as I was pressing to God, I was praying, I was doing this. All at once God spoke to me and said, you're going to be a pastor and you're going to preach the word. You're going to grow people up, knowing about the power of God, the anointing of God, and everything else. I knew God's will. Then I had to understand how to do the will that God had me to do. I needed to know that I had the power. I needed to know all these things in order to complete the will that God showed me as a son. Are you following me? Now, the thing is, knowing the will of God is the easy part when he gives it to you. Doing the will of God is the hard part. Because as soon as you start doing it, verse 14 comes. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. See, as long as I didn't start a church... Nobody ever criticized the church that I didn't start. As long as I never preached a sermon, nobody ever got mad at me for the sermon I didn't preach. I knew what I was supposed to do, but when I started doing it, thought everybody would be excited about it. Oh, you know, murmuring and complaining came out of everywhere, praise God. You're in the wrong city. You ain't doing it right. You should be someplace else. You do blah, 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 blah. So it's important for you, and what God will do is he'll show you the will, but then he needs you to grow up to become a son before he calls you to do it or you'll die. See, I'm a baby Christian. I know I'm supposed to start a church. I'm going to start a church tomorrow. Are you sure you're ready to start? Oh, yeah. And then they step out there, first criticism. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Next sermon is going to be all about that person, what a rat fink they are, how terrible they are, how they shouldn't be in the church, how they're of the devil, how they're... Why is that? Because you're still a child. You know what to do, but you can't do it until you step into sonship. Because trust me, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for you to be offended. Plenty of opportunities to get unforgiveness. Plenty of opportunities to get mad. Plenty of opportunities for you to get upset. Plenty of opportunities for you to lose your peace and joy, praise God, right out the window. And you're not going to do it. So God knows what he's doing. He reveals to you and he's growing you up. He shows you his will. He shows you that. And he shows you his will as far as you. He wants you to live in divine health. He wants you to live in peace. He wants you to live in joy. He wants you to do all these things. But now you must walk them out using the authority that you have. I'll tell you, the greatest example, I was a young Christian that I ever saw, was the pastor in Columbus. What's his name? Coming to you now, Rod Parsley. Rod Parsley was preaching one time right about three years after I got saved, and a couple people stood up at his church because they didn't like what he was preaching, and they just started yelling and screaming. And I mean, it's a pretty big church, you know. And he stood there, and I thought, dear God, I got to see, you know, I'm, this might happen to me someday. I want to see what's, you know, what's this dude going to do? Is he going to say, ushers? And he just stepped back and he said, thank God for perfect peace. Thank God for the peace that passes understanding. It is so good to have peace at all times and not be upset. And pretty soon it got quieter. It got, it's, like they, it's like their voice was taken away. It got quieter, and they just shut up. And I thought, that's not the way I'd have handled it. (laughs) That's not quite the way. As a matter of fact, that never even entered my mind. 
See, because I didn't realize that the authority I had to stay in peace, to stay in joy, to stay in forgiveness, to stay in all these things, and I guarantee I use my authority for something else. You know, even Paul, a couple times in, in some of the epistles say, I use my authority not to beat you up, but to edify you. How I many know that authority can get dangerous? Yeah. 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 See? So what is he trying to do? He's trying to grow us up. Now look at verse 14. Do all things without murmuring and disputing that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke when we die and go to heaven. No. You wish it said that? No. no, what does it say? In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. My God. They put that one in there. I just can't have any peace. Oh, the last 2020 was so bad and everything was so... Well, you're supposed to have that in the midst. So you're saying when the world straightens up, you're going to have some peace. How many centuries is that going to be? Come on. No, you got your peace first, and now you walk through whatever's going on. You've got your joy now. You walk through whatever's going on, praise God, because you have authority, and I ain't going to lose my peace. I ain't going to lose my joy. I walk in peace. I'm going to praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you come in here for praise and worship in the morning, how many know it's up to you whether you praise and worship or whether you sit there and go? Well, that's the fifth song. They probably got one more. They usually do six or seven. See, you make your choice whether you praise the Lord. You make your choice whether you enter in. You make your choice. It's entirely up to you, whatever you do, and you can't blame it on God just because you didn't do it. Because we're growing up. Say, we're growing up. All right, look at verse 16. What are we going to do? We're going to hold forth the word of life. Say, hold forth the word of life. That means I'm going to take the word of life, praise God, and I'm going to believe what that word says, and I'm going to use my authority to have what that word says, and I'm going to believe what that authority comes. Because there's going to be things come against your life. Nobody's ever prophesied 2021, you'll have no problems, no issues. Everything's just going to be fine and dandy for you. No, the Bible actually said that there's rain coming to your life. There is wind coming to your life. There are floods coming to your life. But those three things can't even destroy your life. The only thing that can destroy you is your foundation. So as they come against your life, I'm going to stay right on that rock, praise God. And while Brother Joe's house washes away, Sister Susie's barn blows down, my house is going to be right here on the rock, praise God, hallelujah. And when they need a place to live, they can come into my house if they want to, and my house ain't going anywhere, praise God. I am on the rock, and I ain't going anywhere, praise God. I'm staying right there. Everybody says, well, if we just eliminate the wind and the rain and the floods, I could live in peace and joy. You can do that. You know how? Die. Die. You won't have any more problems. But who wants to die? Hopefully nobody, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Galatians chapter 4. This is a year to become stable. This is a year not to be pulled, tossed to and fro by everything that happens and everything that goes on. We're of a different kingdom than what's going on in the world. Yes, we support what's happening now, but you're in a different kingdom. You're in a spiritual kingdom with different laws, different rules, different things, praise God. And you can live in peace and joy there. All right, Galatians chapter 4. Look at verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he remains a child, differs nothing from a servant or a slave, though he be lord of what? Now, that's a mouthful there. Notice what it says. The heir, who you are, born again, as long as you remain a child, you won't differ anything else from a slave that you were before you got born again. Now, why is that? Because you're going to be a slave to your feelings. You're going to be a slave to your emotions. You're going to be a slave to whatever you hear on the news. You're going to be a slave to the national situations that happen around you. And you're just going to be a slave to those things until you grew up to become a son. Then those things aren't going to affect you anymore. Hallelujah. 
So it says, verse 2, but as under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father, even so when we were, say were, were. glory to God, we're not anymore, we're children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth the Son, made of a woman, made of the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive, say receive, the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of the Son in your hearts crying, Abba, Father, praise God. Because of that, you're no more a slave. You're not a servant. You're a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. It's talking about making the switch, isn't it? Making the change. You're no longer a slave to the world. You're no longer a slave to your feelings, your emotions, people trying to control you, whatever. Praise God. You've got authority to choose whatever God has promised you in your life. You've got the ability to do that in every single area of your life. All right, one more. Go to Colossians chapter 2. You're going to get in ministry. You better make some choices before you get in ministry. I'm going in ministry, and I'm not going to get offended. I'm going in ministry, and I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going in ministry, and I'm not going to be upset at people where they're at. How many knows everybody's at a different level? I mean, we're going to have babies come in here. And how many know they're going to need their diaper changed? And they're going to need it changed often. So don't say, well, I don't know what's the matter with them. My God, they've come to me every week with a problem. The problem is they're still a baby, and they're going to mess their diaper up for a while. And until they grow a little bit, and it's your job to teach them and grow them out of the diaper stage so you don't have to change their die-die anymore, praise God. Isn't that right? Glory to God. I mean, nobody's going to get mad at Talon because she poops her pants and she's not even two months old. What's the matter with you, kid? All right, God, grow up. No, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes strong word to do this. It takes you doing actions and doing what God has told us to do in his word. All right, Colossians chapter 2. Look at verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, that's just where we started, wasn't it? And as, as many as have received him. Here he says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, be rooted and build up in him and established in the faith as you have been. Now, what if you haven't been taught? Not going to do it, are you? You're not going to be established. You're not going to be rooted. You're not going to be built. You're just going to be back and forth, back and forth. As you've been taught, abounding therein with what? This is a powerful tool to become a son. Because everything that you desire in your heart, God has already made you or given you. The problem is you don't know it and understand it. You may not feel like it. You may not understand it. So thanksgiving is powerful. When doom and gloom came on me, sometimes you wake up in the morning, and it happens to everybody. There's mornings I get up, and I don't know what happened between when I went to bed and when I got up, but every demon of hell is sitting in my bedroom for some reason, praise God. And I can either say, oh, it's going to be one of those days. My God. No, I say, thank God I'm anointed. Thank God I walk in joy. Thank God I choose to praise the Lord with all my heart, praise God. Thank God there's another victory day for me, glory to God. Hallelujah. Then what am I doing? I'm using my thanksgiving for something that I have. Do I feel like I have it? No. Do I even think I have it? No. But I have the Word of God. And the Word of God is enough to stabilize me. It's enough to root me. It's enough to ground me in the things of God. So I'm going to fight my way out of that bad day. Before I get out of bed, I'm going to fight my way out of there. And I'm going to walk out of the bedroom like this. Now, honey, help me. No, we can't do that because we've got a choice. We didn't know we had a choice. We were just told as Christians, you just do your best and God will see what happens. And everything that comes into your life is from God and just make the best of everything that comes into your life because you never know. And maybe it's going to grow you up and help you. And you may get a lot stronger from that. So just let God beat that crap out of you because it's good for you to do that. But I found out there's some things that belong to me through inheritance. I'm an heir of God and I don't see God depressed today. 
I don't see Jesus down and out today. I don't see God in unforgiveness today. I don't see God saying, I ain't gonna love you anymore. Praise God, you messed up too long. No, 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 praise God. There's things that we can grasp a hold of. We can do that with authority that God has given you. You have been given the right to choose in your life. You can choose in your life, praise God. And you make the choice. Choose to be happy. Paul says, he was in prison one time in Acts, and he says, I think myself happy. In the midst of prison. Just got beat, chained up. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think myself happy. He's probably in there saying, glory, glory, hallelujah. Now, you know, everybody was saying, that guy nuts in there. He craved better get rid of him in the funny farm. No, he was doing what he understood and what he knew to do because he knew he had the authority to do it. And the church is going to start to understand that there's some things and responsibilities that we've got in our own life. We've got a responsibility to walk in peace and joy. And I'll tell you what, peace and joy and patience and kindness walking in this day and age is a bright light. My God, you can get killed for wearing a mask and killed for not wearing one. You can't win. Why is that? Because everything has been divided. Everything has been messed up. Nobody can get along with anybody. Everything's all messed up. So there's a lot of time. It's a lot of time for the brighter light to shine even brighter because of the darkness that is in the world right now. And all the things that have taken place up to this point, as you look back, you can see now why they took place. You may not have known it while you're going through it, but now you can see a lot of things that have taken place. Praise God. Hallelujah. And even in your own life, you've seen things. There's times you've said something you know now. God, why did I say that? And it's okay even if you start messing up. Just correct yourself on the spot. Walk up to somebody and say something like, you know, I just don't like the way you look today. And the Holy Ghost will convict you. Don't walk away. Apologize right to their face. That'll get you to quit. See, if you've got to go right to them and say, hey, I'm sorry. I never should have said that. We don't want to do that. We want to go away. I'm sorry, Lord, that I said that. No, no, no. Go back there. Look, I'm right. I'm sorry I said that. Because that's hard to do, isn't it? That's not much fun. We'd rather go in the confessional and do it, you know? Nobody, nobody knoweth what I've doneth, and that's goodeth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So praise God this year, 2021. Let me go back to it. It's time to become a son. All right, praise God. Jump up this morning. Those Wednesday night teachings are online. If you did not listen to them, you really need to go back and listen to everyone since we started in December, praise God. They've all been excellent. They've all dealt with our character, with our doing things, and praise God, they've hit home. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, let's just pray. All right, say in 2021, 2021. I choose choose. peace. Peace. I choose choose. joy. Joy. I choose choose. to forgive. forgive. I I choose. To be wealthy, I choose. To love, I choose. To be a son, agree with the word. Seek my God. Allow the power that's in me to flow out into the lives of others. Nothing is going to move me off my foundation in 2021. I am a child of God, now a son of God. And now I go forth manifesting the power of God, the healing of God, the deliverance of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the God of God. I do that in Jesus' name. All right, give the Lord a hand clap tonight.
to my 